Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four of Pandemic All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. You heard it. We have Jacob. Yeah. He sounds good. I do. He's not on the phone. No. But he's not in my house. No. I, How did we do it? Uh, an umbrella <laughs> and a bunch of coats is what we're going to say with yes. this one. So I have in my house, there's like this little small, I guess you'd call it a vestibule, like area walking outside and a big glass door. And we realized that if I put a chair, mm-hmm. a table, mm-hmm. a microphone and headphones and then leave it, Jacob can sit outside yeah. and we can see each other through the glass door and be totally separated. Right. What we did not anticipate was maybe the weather wouldn't be the greatest for us We today, waited but. a little bit to record and missed the beautiful day and now he's doing it in yeah. the rain. But at least it stopped raining for right now. Yeah. That's, it's just a little damp. That's not, a, little, a little damp. Yeah. You get one way to put it. Here, Jacob, reach up. Let's touch hands to the glass. I <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't feel nothing. I feel it, but I feel it in my heart. It's so cold, so cold. <laughs> but it is. It is nice to have you back. Um, it wasn't the same on the phone, and I know my dad couldn't handle um, if my stepdaughter did it anymore because she said like every fourth word. <laughs> Was there a lot of likes going on? There's in a lot of likes. One? You didn't even listen. Of course, what kind I of co-host well, are you? I listen all the time, but I feel like I say like stuff like man a lot. Yeah, but she like said like. I mean, I loved it. It's one of my favorite, all-time favorite episodes. But um, so it's good to have you back. What, what have you been doing? What has anyone been doing? Just sitting around playing video games. I'm really good at NBA 2K right now. I I'm, can tell you that. What a skill! Yeah, I am putting up 50 on people without <laughs> even trying. I'm sorry, everyone suffering at home, but pandemic worth it. Yeah, Jacob I, mastered his game. Yeah, I get a game that I didn't pay for that's <laughs> going to be obsolete in a year. All right. I know a lot of people are suffering from boredom and being stir crazy. I do feel lucky enough that that doesn't really affect my personality. I mean, I like to get out and see my friends but between facetime zoom books tv long walks you know i'm doing okay i also i'm also lucky that i can work from home so i've been doing library work from home so it actually helps like not mad about it yeah i've I've been working from home too and it's it's, it's a little more difficult than you would anticipate well with a house full of cats is a crazy cat lady that i am especially with a new kitten everyone just the only place to be is on top of the keyboard it's um, like the hippest place for a cat to live un- understandable i have a 16 year old cat so she yeah. is just all about getting by the xbox or the She's router like, and i'm not moving for the next 12 hours um but i thought I'm so curious what everyone is consuming out there. So it's been nice to talk to friends. Um, I love this. So my other stepdaughter, August, at 17, I was like, I was not doing things like this. It's amazing. So every week, her and her friends create a PowerPoint presentation. Hmm. For real, I've seen it. And then they have like a Zoom and they present their PowerPoints to each other. And it's all about their favorite things that week, like what they watched, what oh. podcasts they listened to, what articles they found that were interesting. And then they all like do that. Isn't that amazing? That is pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> it's it's really... a good way to spend your time. It's way more useful than what we've been doing. So it's like sure. productive. And like hers is nice. She was showing me like, should I use this image for this slide or this image? I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I was lazy compared to you. So that's an idea. And it is nice to talk to people to find Find out what they're enjoying. Maybe you can borrow it. They can leave a book in a mailbox and you can get it and what's going on. So that's what we thought we would talk about today is all the things that we have been enjoying. And, you know, maybe people didn't hear about it and are able to 
get at it. Yeah, jump on in with us. Give us your ideas, too. And, you know, as always, everything we talk about will eventually be available at the library. But seeing as how it's unavailable at the moment, it's not all going to be DVDs. We're going to throw some streaming stuff yeah, in there for you. Yeah, it's actually, it has to be a lot of streaming at this point, sadly. And books that just exist in my house. Right. So as a librarian, it's nice because we get sent a lot of pre-published books that they want you to read so that you can determine if you're going to purchase it, which is hilarious because if that's how libraries worked, if we had to read a book and then be like, all right, three weeks later, I liked it. Let's yeah. buy it. Um, but it is nice to have them around. So I have some of those at home that I've been able to check yeah. out. So, I've, been, I've been looking at the pile you got over there and there's some, there's some oh, good yeah. stuff. There's, there's literally books everywhere. So let's just go in. I'm going to kind of mix it up and go back and forth between books and shows and things like that. So the first show that I love so much and season two just hit Netflix yesterday. So um, I was able to start it. But Afterlife with uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, you know, I've always heard a lot of people talking about that one, uh, but I have not watched it yet. Jacob, I love it so much. He So first of all, I think some people, you might either love Ricky Gervais or hate him. I feel like it's there's no middle ground with There's him. probably not. I love him. I think he is so funny. I love when he makes fun of everyone equally. Um, <laughs> Which he does. He's definitely not picking favorites. He is He is not. But this show is, is, so it's about him. And he was just like a really happy guy who works for like a small town newspaper. Super in love with his wife. And it starts, it's him watching videos of her talking to him in her last days of cancer being like i want you to be happy and like dude is not happy he is he is broken he's devastated and like the scenes they're so touching i tear up every episode like for real and i'm not like super crying all the time but he'll just do things that you're like that's really real and you think about you know someone you love and you're like this would be the worst so he's just like forget life i hate everything i'm just gonna kill myself done but then he's like looking at his dog and being like, well, who's going to feed my dog? <laughs> so he's kind of staying around. But then he decided, you know what? I'll just be the worst, meanest person ever because who cares? Right. If it gets too bad, I'll just kill myself. There's my out. So that is where like the hilarity ensues. Only R- Ricky Gervais can insult people and talk to them in a way that no one else can. And it is so funny. Um that's a very unique premise for a show. Like, if I could just be a jerk and if I don't like it, I'll just off myself. Sure. That's pretty much it. But then he's like meeting people along the way that are maybe, you know, helping him reconsider that, reconsider life and if it's worth living. But it's not just like, you're right. You see his struggle. So, Afterlife is my number one pick. It is laugh out loud funny and bring tears to your eyes all in like a 30 minute episode hmm. so is, it's magical is the nine foot tall Stephen merchant on this show or have anything to do with it no i haven't i don't actually know what Stephen merchant looks like so it is humanly possible he's that he's a, been in it like a 13 foot tall gangly english guy oh then then no i don't think okay. so i don't I, think people so. think i'm exaggerating the dude <laughs> he's is super huge. tall huge um so yeah so that's the first show i want to talk about it is on netflix go watch season one and then continue the journey so yeah, okay um yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with the Netflix train before I get into the shows because I've, of course, banged through a lot of those. Last night, I checked out the number one Netflix movie, uh, Extraction, with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Have you seen? Did you I check have, anything out about I that? I have not. So I would recommend this if you are an action fan. If you are somebody I'm a Chris wants, Hemsworth face fan. Well, then you will be enjoying that, too. <laughs> they show his face, face is, a lot great. All, that's all they like, <laughs> face, face and him beating people up. Mm. So how did this movie... 
Extraction. So it's a movie that Netflix bought. It's a $65 million uh, production made by wow. you know Chris Hemsworth and the guy, one of the writers of uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So it's got some talent behind this one. And it's basically he's a drunken ex-Special Forces officer who gets hired to uh, extract the son of a Indian drug lord's son who gets uh, kidnapped by another rival gang. So it's basically he has to break into the city of, uh, I think it's Dhaka. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong for our fans in India. And he has to just break into the city and basically fight an entire <laughs> drug army and break him out. Sorry, just thinking of our fans in India. Well, there's, you know, there's three billion people over there. There's got to be one or two that listen to our show. Um, but, okay, so... The reason, besides, of course, that Michelle's not a huge action fan, this movie... That's not true. I'm not a fan of junkie action. You are indiscriminate with your action liking, I think we can that's, say. That's true. I just have a little more, a little different standard. Well, this is definitely going to be more on the Jacob standard of action I, movies. Yeah. I believe it. There's about 30 <laughs> minutes of downtime in this movie, and the rest of the time it is like But I love level. John Wick. And that had like no downtime. You would probably enjoy this a lot then because there's one scene that's very Children of Men-esque where there's about a (gasps) 15-minute action scene with all in one cut. Love that. that Just running, going through, and just total mayhem. See, that's another thing. Like, I'll respect good cinematography. You know, that will help me enjoy a film. Oh, the movie looks fantastic. And the fact that you don't really get that many action movies set in India um, makes it, the setting makes it very unique as well. And like I said, if you're an action fan, go check this one out. You're going to love it. If you're a Chris Hemsworth face fan, get in, <laughs> get in there as well. You got I'm nothing to complain about. Um, okay, so we're talking about movies that are like rated on Netflix as the top 10, which I will say America were disgusting in our taste because some of the stuff in the top 10 is horrendous. So I'm going to just... Our boy bl- Tiger King. I'm going to blow by <laughs> that I obviously watched Tiger King. Of course. And did I love it? Did I hate it? I don't know. I don't really was, know what I felt. Entertaining. It was entertaining. You know what else I watched? I watched Love Is Blind. I did not watch that one. Also, just I Andrew get was to just do it. like I am truly dumber for watching that, and I'm like that's a fact. Um, but passing that, there was another top ten uh, Netflix that I watched, and mm, okay, didn't hate it. I think you'll enjoy it. It's okay. called Platform. Did you watch it? Ah, <laughs> no, I did not watch that one. I did see that it's been up in that top ten though. Okay, <laughs> so what this movie is, it's like post, uh, no, it's like dystopian sure. in a way. So there's the main character, his name's like Goring or something like that. This film is not in English. And he wakes up in this prison, this prison style place that I'm going to okay. say. He is on the 33rd level of it. So imagine this prison is like a giant silo. Okay. And there's nothing in the prison but a giant hole where you can look up and see the floor above you, look down and see the floor below you. And he wakes up and he has a new roommate because like every 30 days they move you to a different floor. Hmm. But I think you stick with your roommate. I don't know. Anyway, so he's new in there. So the guy is explaining the rules to him. And what it is, is that it starts at top level one. They have a table full of so much food. So much food, like crazy amounts. It is an amount of food that everyone can eat like a meal by the time it gets all the way to the bottom of this silo-y prison. Sure. But people don't. They like pig out or yada yada and they leave scraps for the people below them. So pretty much if you're in a low level, is not. It's probably pretty, pretty rough down there. 
And if you were like at level 80 and you survived and I mean you were eating like maybe a scrap or a bone, if you end up next time on level two, you're kind of a jerk because you were like, well, I suffered on this level. So that is the whole premise of this movie. Um, Uh I I don't mean I I was entertained, I guess. Like I definitely watched it. I was kind of laughing maybe at spots I wasn't supposed to. Um, But it's about the decadence of people, maybe selfishness. Um, Yeah. So you can watch it. It's watchable. It sounds like I like how your inflection on your voice got high there. It's like, I guess I'll recommend this. I mean, it kind of reminded me of Cube. You saw Cube. I right? did see Cube. And Cube's a cool movie. Cube and is it's, cool. It's the same idea. Like you're kind of trapped in some area. You're you're not really sure why. There's obviously you're supposed to get out or solve something along those lines. So. And everybody, it's like rotates. Like you don't. Oh, they move you up and down. There's they like move no... you up and down. Okay. But when you're in a lower level, by 30 days, pretty much the table gets there. There's no food, so you will start to look very delicious to me. Hmm. So then that starts to happen it's too. My, it's my so dream if, come true, really. If cannibalism is something that upsets you, I do not recommend platform. Okay. But again, this is, I wouldn't have watched this in real life. I'm not in real life. I'm in pandemic yeah. quarantine times. So platform makes the cut. Th- this is our life now. This is our future. <laughs> who we are all right what else do you have all right so the next one i'm going to go with is a movie from last year 2019's gemini man with will smith i heard that was pure trash jacob it was but here's (laughs) what i'm going to go ahead and recommend so this movie is what it is it was was written in 1997 and let me tell you they did they did not rewrite this thing since 1997 this movie had a 140 million dollar budget and made 173 million worldwide so it's a huge failure ang lee's not going to be getting money for american movie for a very long time Uh but you know it is what it is it stars will smith uh mary elizabeth winstead and i really like her oh and clive the the movie is that's the thing that makes this movie worth watching is it's extremely well cast Everybody in it does the best of what they can. It's just a bad script. Yeah, it's a bad script. Mm. And it's a typical mid-90s action movie, so you kind of know what you're going to get going in. Now, I will give it this. The action is spectacular in this movie. Um, If you missed the previews for it, it's basically Will Smith is like a 50-year-old... Uh, guy is assassin who's you know getting up there in years and wants to retire mm-hmm. his company doesn't really like that so then they send another assassin after him to take him out <clears throat> and the assassin is a clone version of will smith who's about 20 years old at the time so they basically what? yeah they face swapped like fresh prince of bel-air era will smith onto old will wow. smith's body so he plays two roles a younger and a older version mm. of himself the effects in it are spectacular because you can barely ever tell the CGI in it. And it, we got like some Irishman level skill here. It's better than that, really. It's it's really de- it is dead on because huh. he is moving the whole time, and it is two completely different characters. They totally yeah. switch it up. So the movie definitely makes up on the budget. Like they didn't hide where they put it. It's all there on the screen. The problem is, like I said, this is a 1997 script in 2020. So. It's a little predictable, a little by the numbers. But maybe if you're looking for the comfort of that, right? It's that, a good movie. That's what I mean. Like you're not going to feel bored watching this movie. It's and Will Smith's charismatic enough to uh, 
to get you in there. And I mean, nobody right. ever argues about watching Mary Elizabeth Winstead in a movie. No, she's really quite talented. Um, but, you know, I'd recommend it in this era. Would I have paid money to go see it in theaters? Absolutely not. But I'm happy that <laughs> okay. I checked it. And I think that if you're at home, you're going to have a good good two hours watching this flick. So go okay. check it out. All right. Before I get into something else, are you OK out there? Are you chilly or is That's it OK? Fine. I'm, I'm doing my best. Luckily, I've got a cup and uh, I can just refill it with the water coming down <laughs> from the sky. So that's nice. You're a real team player. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk about some books. So the first book that I did read in the pandemic, because I am who I am, was The Great Influenza, which is the story about yeah, that's the topical. deadliest pandemic in history, the 1917-1918 um, flu. Um, you learn a lot from it, I'll say. I wouldn't necessarily run out and buy it. It is okay. a lot. It is a lot. It's really long. How long is it? You know, I like long books. It's too long. You okay. learn about so many doctors from you no, know, I don't care 1915 about, that you're like. I don't like, care about that. But it is really interesting, I like and the, it's. I like the idea of the 1950. Just give her some cocaine and have yeah, her drink that, a bunch of alcohol. She'll of be that. she'll be right on the uptick by next week. I mean, it is interesting how medicine was garbage, right. and then it started to get a little better when people went to Europe and were actually learning real medicine. I mean, people would graduate medical school having never left a classroom, never seen a body, never done anything, and then they'd be like, "Yeah, a doctor now," and it it didn't go well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, you know, it's good that medical advice has gotten better since then. Like, we don't have to people doing the I same mean, there'll kinda, always be there's always some issues. really poor advice yeah. coming out into the world. But luckily, there are people, you know, a little more learned who, yeah. who guide just, us. Just remember to pick your sources, everybody. So sources. so it was it was an interest, interesting book. Um, they talked about coronavirus, too, which I, when this first came out, thought this was uh, like this was coronavirus but coronavirus is just kind of the idea of like influenza and then there's ones that stream off of yes. that so coronavirus and then this is COVID-19 so it was very interesting for that um, and then on the opposite I have a lot of cool books to talk about but the thing that I'm reading right now which I think you'd like is The Office the untold story of the greatest sitcom from the 2000s by Andy Green I think you're right actually I've gotten myself quite into The Office since I watched it so. I mean it's so it's so addictive it, it is it's it, a very it, good show it's such a good show it's going to be really sad when it ne- leaves Netflix if Somehow you're not watching The Office. Like, you probably sh- should. You should be. But this is Rolling Stone writer Andy Green wrote like a brand new oral history of it that kind of takes us behind the scenes of some of the best moments and best character moments and then gives us an inside story behind the entire show from its origins on the BBC through its impressive nine run season. Granted, not all nine seasons are impressive. Yeah, we're looking at you, season nine. Seven, seven of them are very good, yes. and then we kind of lose it a, a little bit. Was a mediocre one, and then a very yeah. bad. Season. But so far, I'm about three quarters through the book. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming, and if you love The Office, you you'd really enjoy the book. Okay, cool. I'm and keep that in mind. granted, we are we are library people here, so we always recommend using the library. But Barnes and Noble does do curbside pickup, yeah, and that is so. how I got the book because I just really wanted it. Oh, I was impatient. Yeah, and you're definitely enjoying it, so that's a good thing. I am. So, okay, what what about you? All right, I'm going to go with uh, a movie. Okay, so the movie theaters are all closed, as we know, so you can't go see movies. So one of the things they've started to do is they are offering movies for rental on, like, your streaming device. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I really wanted to go see The Invisible Man, but then the pandemic happened and I couldn't. Oh, yeah, so, that's on Prime, right? Right, so I ended up renting oh, it from see, Prime. Now I'm excited to hear about this, because this I want to see. It oh. was awesome. Oh, it was. It was so good, actually. So this movie is directed by Lee Winnell. If you don't recognize him, he's Mm. the director and writer of stuff like the Saw movies and Insidious. 
Um, I so hated the Saw movie, but he, I liked Insidious. Yeah, the guy's a good director. He's a good writer. So okay. the story, uh, it stars Elizabeth Moss, which, oh boy, you want to talk about perfectly cast in this. She is at a 27, this entire movie out of 10. <laughs> she is just, all, every scene, I she's putting her. on a tour de force. I can't really imagine them casting anybody else in okay. this movie. Originally, Johnny Depp was going to be the star of this, and boy, I don't... People realize Johnny Depp lost his talent somewhere I mean, along the way? they just must have rewrit this entire script, because I don't okay. even understand how he would have worked in this movie. Um, but basically, uh, Elizabeth Moss plays a lady who's in an abusive relationship. Uh, she gets away from her rich um, boyfriend, and he she eventually hears that he killed himself about a week later. And then all of a sudden, all of these little weird things start happening, like um, doors are opening. She's getting like mm-hmm. pushed around. She's hearing his voice everywhere. Stuff's getting manipulated. And she can't tell whether she believes because of how smart and how manipulative it is that he somehow figured out a way to turn himself invisible to continue screwing um, with her. Time um, out. I would like to say, yikes, that sounds really like a dumb movie. It does sound like a dumb movie, <laughs> but they really ex- get into it. They explain it. It doesn't focus so much on the invisibility part. It focuses more on... But it could be a ghost. We don't know. It could be a ghost. They don't okay. really, mm. you know, they don't tell you what's going on till exactly till later in the movie. And then, boy, when they decide, it definitely, it definitely works. But this is just such a good movie and such an amazing performance by Elizabeth Moss. I mean, this movie... It's made for $7 million, but it looks so much better than that. Like, it looks like a big $50, $60 million movie, but it's really cheaply made. Acting is fantastic. Story is great. It's going to keep you guessing um, the whole way. I would highly recommend it. If you get a chance, man, don't don't miss out on this one. This was one that uh, took me by surprise how much I enjoyed it, but I am all in on it. Okay, well, I would say also if you're in the mood for creepy, I'm really digging The Outsider on HBO. I wanted to watch that, man. Wow, I got, I'm surprised it fell that behind. you haven't. We're like usually a little more in sync than we are, but it's kind of exciting that I, we're I, experiencing. I feel like things. there was like it was right at the pandemic time, so I'm like, I'm gonna wait till they're all out, and then it became too late. So now I just gotta find some slots to. I, yeah, I'm just about finished with it. It's based on Stephen King's best-selling book. I think it's the same name. It's called The Outsider, and it's great because it it begins by following an investigation which at first seems like it's going to be really simple and straightforward but then things change um as it leads into like there's a gruesome murder of a young boy um and then the seasoned cop played by ben mendelson is investigating it he is fantastic but then we have like an insidious supernatural force that kind of as edges its way into the case and then it's leading everyone to question everything that they believe in Hmm. and it's done in a way where you're getting these supernatural sort of things but and there's some people who are like yeah maybe and other people who are like nope like (laughs) that's you're being insane it's this is real life we don't have like demons and goblins and things like that um but it's pretty well done so far okay again ben mendelson is a fantastic actor um i can't i don't remember the name of the actress who's playing the main lead character she's a private investigator i guess she's really big character in other stephen king books okay she's been really great so if you have access to hbo or you know someone with an hbo password whoever could that be (laughs) um then i i recommend that and then just along those lines i read a a mildly kind of creepy book called eden by tim leban he wrote a book that i enjoyed called silence which 
was pretty much the premise of Quiet Place, but before Quiet Place came out. And when I read this book, I was like, how did somebody not get sued? Silence is a Netflix movie. Yes, I heard it wasn't great. But I really enjoyed the book where people just, you know, a monster hunts by sound. If you've seen Quiet Place, you know what the plot is. You do, you do. That's why when I read the book, I was like, um... Quiet Place, Bird Box. It's all basically the same. I also really liked the Bird Box book. And then everyone said the movie was terrible. I finally watched it. I liked movie's it. The movie's fine. I don't understand why yeah, everybody, everybody kind of crapped go on, crazy it. I don't know. on it. It was, it was good to me. There's yeah. a part two to that book that I am looking forward to getting. But Eden um, is pretty much like takes place now where we've destroyed nature because that's what we're doing. It's not yeah. great. Um, so humanity's last hope is kind of to create these areas called the virgin zones where they're now going to be off limits to people and just given back to nature so there's like here's these spaces you people can't go there anymore even if there was like a town there it's like a ghost town and we're letting nature take it over and we're going to let it be kind of the lungs of the planet but then there's people who are like adventure racers and they kind of go to each of these weird virgin zones and like race and kind of see blah 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 so they end up in one this group of people it's called eden Mm -hmm. and it's like the oldest of these zones um it's like maybe 50 years that it's been back to nature and they're trying to kind of race through it but they find out you know nature has returned to eden (laughs) in an elemental primeval way and nature is no longer humanity's friend so you get like one of those creepy books. Nice. You know, I'm giving it like three stars. I was entertained. And then by the end, I was maybe a little disappointed. Like maybe it got a little too bananas where I was like, what? Like, but just, enjoyable. Just listening to it. I can't wait to see the TV show. It's going to inevitably make, be made about it that It would premise. probably be a really cool TV show, oh, actually. Or hopefully it, like it a good Netflix like movie. Um, maybe I didn't. Again, I didn't see Silence, but heard it wasn't great. So hopefully they'll do a better job with his next book. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure they will. I mean, you know, they're going to put some money behind it. It sounds like a cool premise. I'd go see it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a box office. Yeah, there's always, there's thing. always a Jacob who's going to watch anything. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a couple quick ones here because we're, of course, running out. running out of time, as you say. Um, go check out The Kingdom on Netflix, the zombie Korean show. It's only 12 episodes. They're about an hour each. It's a pretty good show once you get into it. I watched like it. half and I enjoyed it, but it felt kind of repetitive. They get more into the lore in the second season. Like, they explain okay. what's going on. They actually get into it. I would it, maybe so. f- try to finish yeah. that up. Uh, Men in Black International. Check that one out. Uh, I also recently watched Zombieland 2, because that oh, popped yeah. up on Stars. That's fine. It's just like, if you like the first one, you'll I love did. the second one. Yeah, I think Zoe I could Deutsch, get into who I have not seen in anything, mm. made quite the impression in that movie. And since she's starring in that movie, Buffaloed, about living in Buffalo, I can't wait to check. Oh. I think she's going to be a good choice for it. Okay. And uh, Rambo Last Blood, the newest oh Rambo movie. Oh you know what? Boy. If you saw the last Rambo movie, I that's, didn't. that's what this one is. Five minutes of story uh, and then gruesome violence <laughs> and bodies getting blown apart. You watch so many violent things. Rambo, the f- last one, made me like laugh out loud at like the explosions and violence. <laughs> and I did the exact same thing watching this movie. There's like just people getting murdered in such a next level way that you just go like oh and you start laughing checking these people get killed it's oh great boy. and then uh the jack ryan tv series i just finished season two uh, how's my boo oh your boy's all bearded up mm. looking pretty muscly there i gotta my tell soulmate. you have you been watching his some good news that he does where he does like these little 15 minute news segments where he talks about happy things no i should because i'm on youtube all the time too it's watching cute. random videos i need to get on that but the second season i'm enjoying the heck out of it i know you weren't huge into the first season I except wasn't. for krasinski it's a new plot line 
decline in season two. I mean, and I like Nomi replaced a lot. No, yeah, you say oh, I say I see. whatever. I go Nomi Rapachi. We everybody Rapachi. Rapachi, yeah. Is that it? I don't know, but that's what I go with. Rapachi. She's European, so I figured that would be the way. Um, but yeah, all through all are good ones. You know, if you like Tom Clancy, it's a Tom Clancy thing. So international intrigue, action, spies, the whole nine yards. Go. Watch it. It'll be fun. All right. So on a completely different note of everything that Jacob talks about, <laughs> my favorite thing that I've watched so far on Hulu, and I mean, I this maybe is would have been a favorite movie um, of 2019 had I caught it, Okay, is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I loved this movie. This I don't movie, know what that is. It's maybe not for everyone. It's a French film. It takes place in France in 1770. So we have Marianne as a painter, and she is commissioned to do the wedding portrait of Heloise, who's a young woman who just left the convent because her parents want to marry her off. So the whole point of the portrait is you paint it, and then it gets sent to the gentleman that they want her to marry, and then I guess he decides okay. by looking at her. And other people have tried to paint her portrait, but she is not receptive because she doesn't want it painted because she doesn't want to marry this guy. So they hire Marianne and they don't tell her that, you know, oh, this you're going to get painted by her. They're like, you're just going to be like her companion to like walk with her okay, and become friends with her. And then when you get back to your room at night, she kind of tries to remember her and paint her. Um, so she just kind of is observing her by day and their relationship is blooming and it gets beautiful and it gets sexy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There are attention. some. You know, don't ruin it. It's a beautiful <laughs> love story. Do not. I'll smash through this glass. Um, but it is beautiful. And then we do have a love story. I really, I don't know what else to say about it. I was extremely moved um, as my husband slept on the couch during it. I was like, how could you fall asleep during this absolutely stunning film? How, how could he fall asleep about a, during a French love story? I have no idea. A French female love yeah, story? Yes. no idea how that could happen. <laughs> Stop. But <laughs> it's, it is fantastic. It's the best thing I'm saying that is streaming out there right now. I loved it so much. Um, That's then, awesome, man. Yeah, it's really good. There's also um, a documentary on Netflix called The Love Me When I'm Dead. It tells the story of legendary director Orson Welles at the end of his career and how, like, after Citizen Kane, he was kind of exiled. Like, people. I saw that one, actually. That's a good. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's a good documentary. It really was. And then him making this film called The Other Side of the Wind, which for six years he's, like, struggling to complete it. He's not. He doesn't have enough money. The whole thing is kind of like a disaster. Um, But it's a really, really interesting, dense story of. Maybe the betrayal that Hollywood did to him and then all the different f- fragrant fragments of high and low culture. And hmm. It's really interesting. So I liked that. I did see a movie called Queen and Slim. It was... Um, I heard about that one. A lot of people a lot of people liked it. Didn't get much... Like, I loved it. I actually still have it here. It was one of the last movies I checked out from the library before I couldn't go back to the library. So I've had it forever. Um, but it's about... So Slim and Queen, we'll just call them... They have a first date, and it takes an unexpected turn when a policeman pulls them over. They're both African-American and ends up, like, that's a minor traffic violation, but he ends up shooting the girl, to which then Slim takes the officer's gun and then shoots him in self-defense. 
So all of a sudden they were like these normal people on a date and now they're like cop killers. Okay. And they're kind of like escaping because they have no choice but to go on the run and evade the law. But what's really interesting is this dash cam video goes viral and these people who are just unwitting outlaws kind of become a symbol of trauma, terror and pain for people across the country. Okay. They're kind of like heroes in a way because they like fought back so there's a lot of like racial elements and you know things that are going on in society now but i really liked that movie but it was intense like we were like my eyes are peeled open like Hmm. very very intense movie and then my last one sorry i know i'm going on and on and we're out of time but this one i have to talk about i just finished this book it is not often that i feel like i've read a five-star book almost perfect and it's called the paragon by colin mccann what a just stunning like, book. That's a good title. It is a good title. It's a really, it's a very serious, heavy book, um, but it's so well written. It's about Bassam. He is Palestinian, and then there's Rami, and he is Israeli, and they're. It's about their entire world, which is full of conflict, and it kind of colors every aspect of their life about what roads they can drive on and what schools their children can go to and checkpoints, and it's all so emotional and terrible. And then their lives are upended. First, Rami's thirteen-year-old daughter becomes the victim of suicide by Palestinian suicide bombers. And a decade later, Bassam's 10-year-old daughter is killed by a rubber bullet from Israeli soldiers. Mm. And although they have been raised to hate each other, they learn each other's stories and it really connects them. And what's amazing about it is that these are real people, Bassam and Rami. And Colin McCann, the author, he met them when he was on a trip with a nonprofit organization. And he was so moved by their story and their willingness because they've been sharing their stories all over the world because they're just like, end this occupation. Like, this is so dumb. Like, what are we doing? Like, people are dying. Children are dying. Like, this... It's just insane and it needs to end. So he wrote their story with their blessing and he talks to their families. So it's like written almost like a fiction story, but it is based on their real life. There's even like a a part in the middle where both of them speak in their own voices. And like I said, it's heartbreaking, but it's hopeful. And I think it's a really important book and I've never read anything like it. Okay, that's very interesting, the way that you laid that all out. It definitely sounds like it's a pretty intense book. It's intense, and the way it's written, it's all written in these like little vignettes. So it'll be like one, and it'll have like two sentences, and then it'll say like number two, and it'll have like four sentences. So it's broken down into like hmm. these, I don't even know, like a thousand different vignettes maybe. So oh. very, very interesting, very different, highly recommended. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, maybe it's a lot better than my lowbrow entertainment. Of well, that's this dump. is this is what we do. This is why we're on opposite sides of a glass door because that's just who we are. It's really fitting. I have watched <laughs> so much WWE and AEW lately, yeah, Michelle. That you don't even know. I'm getting my NJPW. <sighs> get my TNA. NWA you're making on. me. You're making me touch my face because I'm rubbing my eyes as I'm distraught. Why you, are you doing? You know this what to I love? Doctor Fauci would not approve. You of know why I love throwing out all these little letters because you don't actually know if they're a real company or if i'm just throwing random that's 100 percent true you could just say whatever llp2 like don't know um all right we are finished do the best kind of plug that you can and then i'll give you some facts to help with boredom so remember everybody everything we talked about on all booked up will eventually be available at your local library we got 37 branches all over erie county for now just go ahead and
and visit our website, www.buffalolib.org. And, you know, we'll be able to help you with some online categories. We'll give you some ebooks. We'll give you some help on uh, online education for anybody out there trying yep, to help their kids. there's a phone service you can call on and talk to a librarian if you have any questions. Yeah. There's a lot of content out there, but definitely the, the e-books and the e-audiobooks is the way to go right now. Yeah, and also don't forget to follow uh, us at All Booked Up Pod on Twitter. You can talk to me and Michelle. We'll answer your questions uh, right away i couldn't think of a, i couldn't think of a more entertaining like, way to say that so i guess that works yeah. um speaking of i was looking up some facts to help with boredom that maybe you could hear them look into them more i don't know people we're we're just we're grasping at straws but do you know that the twitter bird has a name no his name is larry larry the twitter bird <laughs> yeah right? supposedly he was named after uh, former nba player larry bird oh, who geez. used to play for co-founder Biz Stone's home state team, the Boston Celtics. So he named the bird after it. Of course. Why are you so mad about Larry Bird? It's so on the nose. Oh boy, it's very hard to please you. Okay, maybe this fact will make you happier. Did you know that the original Back to Future time machine was a fridge? I actually did know that. You did know that. And do you know why I knew that? Because they reused the idea for the new Indiana Jones movie when he got nuked in the fridge. Steven Spielberg was just like, we got to use this this fridge fridge. idea somehow. We got to use it. Let's pretend people can survive a nuclear explosion by hiding in a fridge. That's so funny. Yeah. So the DeLorean wasn't always the way that he was supposed to travel. Um, It would be very impressive if you can get a fridge up to 88 miles an hour. Like That's that's a movie in and of itself. So, well, the time machine itself was supposed to be like attached to the refrigerator and then taken to the Nevada desert test site for the atomic bomb where it was strapped into the back of a truck and driven into the atomic explosion in order to harness the power from the nuclear explosion. Then that would get sent back in time, but he'd be safe Mm. from it being in a refrigerator. So it It is a little, I think the DeLorean is a little less convoluted did you know that uh the delorean cannot reach 88 miles an hour it can only go up to like its max speed is like 82 83 oh no don't why you ruining my life fun little fact for everybody um my favorite fact did you know that there is a penguin who has a knighthood really colin farrell got that no you 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 guys will get that joke next year no one will in 2008 a penguin living in the eidberg Edinburgh Zoo named Nils Olav the Third. Oh, penguin. He was knighted. He's the mascot of the King of Norway's Guard, making it a special figure for the country's military. And knighting this particular one was an opportunity to kind of celebrate relations between the two countries. It went over so well. This little knighted penguin that in 2016 he was promoted to brigadier. Oh. Brigadier Penguin. I like that. (laughs) Good to see Norway's having fun. The last fact to cure everyone's boredom is, I mean, this kind of sounds like a weird title of a rock album, but um, lemurs in Madagascar, Mm -hmm. they be getting high. So they get a buzz by chomping down on a particular species of millipede that it releases toxins and it leads them to kind of salivate and get all intoxicated and then they get all wild. So you got, yeah, you got lemurs, lemurs getting wild. I'll have to go hang out with some lemurs, man. Let's go go to the zoo. Let's go hang out with some lemurs. Let's have some fun. Uh, All right, you guys, that is our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Jacob, thank you so much for sitting outside in the damp rain. That's okay. If if I catch the uh, the flu for next week, we'll we'll do another phone episode. At least it's not COVID-19, but thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye.